Hi, I'm Bob Merberg. Welcome to the Hi-Ho podcast, produced in conjunction with the Hi-Ho newsletter. Subscribe to the newsletter at hiho.substack.com. That's H-E-I-G-H-H-O dot substack.com. Today, we kick off an in-depth series looking at work and well-being through the lens of the 1937 animated Disney classic, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. In the end, there'll be about 10 episodes in the series, but they'll be interspersed with episodes on other topics. And today, we set the stage, examining why the influence of pop culture including media targeted to kids, shouldn't be underestimated. Decoding it helps explain how and why we show up at work. Let's get started. Off we go. Snow White isn't about work, and Walt Disney, as we'll see, probably wasn't making a statement about work, consciously or unconsciously. The movie, nevertheless, serves as an example of a cultural force that has a strong relationship to our expectations of working life. It's like a magic mirror that reflects our sociocultural constructs of work and may inform how we can make a job fairest of them all. We create and consume pop culture that shapes our beliefs about work and our relationship with our jobs. For adults, work is portrayed, for better or worse, in TV and movies like The Office, Severance and The Consultant, in fiction like the bestseller Lessons in Chemistry, and in music like Working 9 to 5. But our exposure to work in pop culture starts much earlier. Heck, I read Mike Mulligan and the Steam Shovel and Richard Scarry's Busy People to my kids before they could even toddle. I want to introduce you to a concept called expectations of working life, which I've adapted, and by adapted I mean pilfered, from a construct researchers have dubbed organizational readiness. In a look-see at Disney animations, Martin Griffin a researcher at University of Sheffield, and some other British researchers proposed that organizational readiness means, quote, anticipatory expectations about future organizational life that children develop as they imbibe the cultural influences to which they are exposed, end quote. Griffin and company enlisted organizational as a catch-all for people systems like households, non-employment scenarios like schools and armed forces, and fraternities, not just workplaces. Griffin acknowledged, as I do, that pop culture is just one influence on expectations of working life. Upbringing, experiences, social norms, economics, and here's a secret we'll unwrap at a later date, Even heredity play roles probably more powerful. But the shadow of popular culture, including that cast over the kiddos, shouldn't be left unexamined. Bell Hooks once wrote, 
Cinema assumes a pedagogical role in the lives of many people. It may not be the intent of a filmmaker to teach audiences anything, but that does not mean that lessons are not learned, end quote. Hi-Ho is publishing a series that decodes Snow White, mostly Disney's original version. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, like much of pop culture, gives insight into our beliefs about work that helps us understand ourselves and our jobs, and it provides a conduit to explore hot topics in work, job crafting, child labor, toxic workplaces, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and well-being and labor relations, to name a few. In a style unlike the usual articles that'll lull you into a slumber so deep, even a prince's peck wouldn't rouse you. The stage is not yet fully set, but eager to grasp the low-hanging fruit, we'll start with Whistle While You Work within the next episode or two, and in fact, come back to it later in the series. Later, I'll also circle back with more of the film's plot and backstory of its creator, Walt Disney. See you then. 